Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 Marvel Image. We create our own realities and words. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, 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 everybody. Hi. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Geek Chat. I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And we'll be your hosts for this hour-long look into mostly number one comic books. We got eight number one comics today. Tons of yep. number one comics. Yes. Were they all good? You'll uh, have to find Most of them were pretty good. Yeah, they were kind of. Most of them were pretty good. I, this is... I'm liking what's coming out uh, so far this year, so um, stay tuned, and we will be going over them. It's awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, we've got You're number the ones one. from IDW, uh, Image, from Marvel, from Boom, and from Dark Horse. I know, but unfortunately, no DC yet. Yes, yeah, out of... Um, Eight, nine, ten. Out of eleven comic books today, we have no DCs, but we do have one written by a local and a fellow the Geek Chat uh, group member, Jeff Ryder. Yes, and we are very excited to review that comic for We're you. We're gonna rip it apart too. Our teeth and gums. <laughs> uh, but first, we, Rich and I, wanted to invite you to um, a fantastical, magical um, event that happens at the Eagle. Rich, why don't you tell our listeners more about this fantastical, magical event that they should be coming to? So we would love it if you came out and supported not only us, the Geek Chat, but Truck presents the anti-hero party number three. It is Saturday, April 23rd at the SF Eagle from two to six. Desmond and I are going to be doing Marvel trivia to celebrate the new Captain America Civil War movie that comes out a couple weeks later. Uh, he found his phone. And we're hoping that you come out and uh, join us. We'll be there doing a live podcast. There's going to be a costume um, contest with, I think, a $100 prize. So all you cosplayers, get off your butts and come party with us. It's a lot of fun. We had fun at the last two, and we're hoping you join us. We're also going to be doing a trivia for uh, the new Captain America Winter Soldier. People, you're not having a stroke. Yes, I said all this. He just... You know, is, but, is but, but repeating I to, it. <laughs> I wanted to say that because it's awesome. It wasn't Winter Soldier. It's it's uh, Civil War yes. because people had a lot of fun with that, and I want people to know they can win fantastical magical prizes. So I just really wanted to. There will be no magic involved in any of the prizes, just so everyone knows. Yes, there will be magic, as Rich makes beer disappear. <laughs> I can do that. I'm real good at that too. <laughs> Okay, Rich. So, what is the first comic that we're going to be reviewing for today? So, it is number one from Dark Horse Comics called House of Penance. The story and words by Peter J. Tomasi. Ian Bertram did the art, Dave Stewart did the colors, and Nate Picos did the lettering. Um, and the cover was by Ian Bertram as well. A little side note well, backstory would be the right word. I love this artist. He did one issue like forever ago of Batman Incorporated, 
and I fell in love with his art, and he disappeared. And now he popped up doing this. So when Des was in the store with me last week going over books for today's show, he was like, we're going to review this, right? I'm like, hell yeah. Um, I don't know much about the Winchester house that's here in California. Yeah, it's down in San Jose. Yeah. Um, this book is all about that house, and it's kind of their telling of how the house became the house, what has happened, and it, it was, I really enjoyed this book. Yeah, a little known, uh, little known fact about the Winchester Mystery House is um, if you've ever been there, you really should go because they have like, during Halloween, they have flashlight tours, and supposedly the wife, and this is what the story is, the inspiration is, I guess the wife... So Winchester made all of the rifles and guns and stuff, and so like the the his uh, the wife's Mister Winchester died and the daughter died, and the wife slowly went crazy in the house and then built all these different weird um, doors that led to nowhere and stairs that led into walls and stuff. And the reason why she did this was because she wanted to confuse the spirits of all the people that were killed. Uh, with her with her husband's guns, and so she, you know, sort of slowly went crazy and thought the ghost was gonna come and get her and all this other stuff. So this house of penance basically tells us that story, and it's the the art just intensifies the creepiness of of this yeah. book. It's beautiful. It's really a beautiful, beautiful book. It's and again, it's not traditional. No comic book art. No, this is a, a heavy Italian style. Very. Um, I I want to say it's it's even it's even more. It, it kind of reminds me of uh quietly a little bit. Yeah. Only with the with, with the amount of the heavy the he- the heavy handedness of the inks. Yes. And and a little bit of the of of the the line work. The line exactly the the line work. Um, very very European style. And the panel layouts. Some of the the page layouts are gorgeous when you see the bell and the blood on the the cord for the bell and she when you come into her house she takes all your guns and no one in the premises is allowed to own a gun or have a gun that and there's there's a couple rules that she puts in and a strange man shows up at the very end and it looks like he's been shot or something because he says good a place to die as any and there's lots of blood everywhere and you're wondering what is going to happen like it left me going okay i want to read the next issue now yeah because i want to i want to know like he he earlier you see him killing these indians and it's like and something horrific he was doing it he was trying to pin the killings on yeah. the other tribe. Yeah, in order to get them to inter, 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 in, inter, into war. Uh, inter-tribe war. Yeah. So the Indians will kill themselves. and then, But I think he was using like a Winchester rifle and everything. So it, it's there's a, there's a second story going on here besides this woman's slowly descendant, slow descent into madness. And I, I'm wondering how this is going to happen or what's going to happen. It's It looks... This book is really, really good. Um, I really think that you should try it. Come and pick it up. It's definitely worth your time. Um, very, very interesting. Yes, loved it. And it's and it's about a local, you know, a local is, landmark. Yeah, which is awesome. Like, I'm glad someone is actually doing a little bit more, inf- giving us more information about the um, 
Winchester Mystery House and the craziness. If you've ever been there, you really should go because it's a really, really interesting um, house. Very, it it is really weird. Like I've been there when I was a kid, and and right next door is a, which is really cool. Right next door is this big um, restaurant called Flames, and it's you fit right in. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's where all the drag queens used to go after in in San Jose because there was um, it's it, it has giant food. It's like it's all this big food. Well, we know how we like big wieners. And the next book is <laughs> all right, Xena, Warrior Princess, first issue from Dynamite Comics. The writer Genevieve Valentine, artist Ariel Mandel, colorist Nanjun Jamberi, and the letterer was Rob Stein. Cover artist with Jenny Frazan, with the variant cover art by Greg Land, with Ivan Nunes. I have the Jenny Frazan cover. Yeah, so do I. So, were you a Xena Warrior Princess fan when it was on the TV? Um, I don't want to. S- okay, here's the thing. La, 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 I watched it every now and again, but I wasn't one of those diehard like I have to watch it, you know? Because it was that, and then it was the Kevin Sorbo Hercules, and they were, they shared the same universe. They did it, didn't they? I don't think so. I don't no. think so. I think they were just like rivals. Um. But I, I remember watching. Friends. Yeah, they were friends and rivals, and you know. But I don't think they ever did it. I don't know. Maybe someone in the chat can let us know. But I don't know. I don't think so. But I never really was one of those people who were like, I have to watch Xena every day. Rah, you know, no, I was never like that. <clears throat> but every now and then, I would stop and you know, take peek in and see what was going on in the Xena world. Um, and people said that if you didn't watch the show you would be lost i don't really think so i, I don't mean, believe that either yeah like I, it, it gave us a really nice uh previously on xena and and you were really kind of up to speed it, i liked it i thought it was very interesting i really wish that um i mean she's more wonder woman than wonder woman but <laughs> other than that i thought it was a really interesting story the art left me it was either really good or really confusing that was going with the story I'll have to agree. I'm like, I like some of the faces and I liked some of the, the, the design layout choices. Um, but sometimes when there was a lot of action, it, it did get a little muddy. Mm-hmm. Um, fine story. You know, it, we're, it's told in both flashback and memories and about the Romans trying to take over. And she has a flashback to the, the harpies. I was kind of confused by which is the group that she led people at times who was who because some of the face work doesn't match from panel to panel. But I guess watching the TV show, I never realized that her girlfriend, what's her name, Gabrielle, not her friend. They're not really. Like- well, she's a girl and she's a friend. She's her girlfriend. Oh, OK. OK. Um, she dresses kind of slutty and I'm <laughs> not slut shaming her. I'm just, I never noticed, like in some of these panels, she's dressed very, very, very... Provocatively? Yeah. And meanwhile, you've got Wonder Woman's new outfit. I mean, that looks just like Wonder Woman's outfit at times. You have Xena in her Xena gear, and you're saying that she needs to wear more clothing? or No, Xena doesn't. Xena looks great. No, I'm talking about Gabrielle. I don't know. At times, like in the very first panel... The way she's dressed, right on the first page, it looks like she's coming out of Forever Twenty One. It doesn't look, it, it like it's it doesn't look it looks out of time. 
It does I, not look right. It looks like she's wearing a sweater and a little thing, a little frock. Well, I think that she's, she's thinking about something. Like I think, I think that she is remembering this. But why would she look? It looks like something because out of Grimm's Fairy Tales, the Xenoscope book. Maybe it's a little bit more in the future. Because remember, she's. I think this whole tale takes place in the past, and and she is being told what's happening, and she's kind of reliving it. You know, that's kind of how I took it. Because with the uh, with them taking the two little girls back to meet the mother, and then the the harpies, and then she used to she used to uh, lead the harpies. So there's some inner inner tribe dynamics going on. Um, I don't know. I I it, it seemed like an interesting book. I it was a I won't say it was like a like a page turn. I wasn't burning through the pages like it was the House of Penance, but it was not a bad story. No, it wasn't. Know? And I do think that this book would would give lifelong you know uh, Xena fans. A good, I, I think of it like Buffy, you know. Uh, you can read this and feel like you're, you're back watching the show because yeah. this did remind me of like again. I didn't watch a ton of shows, but this re- kind of reminded me of the shows that I watched. You know, um, well, it's just like Power, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Invader Zim, all these books that are out of shows that have ended. It's just a nice refresher to walk down memory lane. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this one does a really good job of it. So again, pick it up. It was good. He's looking at me with these eyes, like, really? Pick it up? No, I'm looking at you funny because of this next book we're gonna review, which I liked and you didn't like. So the next book is called Jackpot, it's and it's it's an aftershock book. And if you're not familiar, aftershock is like the we always say this aftershock is sort of like a uh, a writer's image. Um, you know, image was founded by the. Um, artists this was really kind of uh funded by or founded by the writers so this one uh was written by ray fox uh marco for uh Fallel did um did the art and renee sorry stephanie renee uh did the colors and comic crafts jimmy battencourt did the letters and the cover was by brian stelfries cool um yeah uh the whole story is basically a heist it's a book about uh these people that are trying to steal money and they each have uh a specialty so if you're familiar with like oceans 11 or if you're familiar with um mark miller did a did a uh, show uh sorry did a uh, comic book a while ago um where he was getting a whole bunch of thieves back together it's sort of like that um it feels like there's a a little bit of magic in it a little bit because one of the operatives um who was the safe cracker had a little bit of what looked like uh an ability to to crack the safe um not really sure what's going on um save that they're trying to it all takes place on a boat and they're trying to steal this stuff from this guy and one of them is they all have these little titles called like one's the genius and one is the the bluffer one is the cracker one is this and one is that i really kind of like that it was it it sort of was like they were doing like a like a movie or or that's one of the things every time a name would come up it was just like the movie uh, the credits in a movie yeah like the the pay the the movie will stop and then here comes the name and what they do. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, it I was think like, that's one of the things I didn't like about it. <laughs> really, I liked that. It. it was like, you know, Forest Roads, the heater. And you're like, what? You know, and it's like. Uh, Except I wasn't like, what? I was like, uh. Tam Mawali, the poker face. I was like, oh, shit. Felicia Hyde, the 
the cold reader. I was like, I don't know. I, it was fun, you know. It didn't really take itself too seriously. Uh, one of the girls, they called her the quote-unquote genius. It looks like she's being... Um, targeted for yeah, something. Targeted to be maybe maybe brought up in the ranks or something. I don't know. It, it just really seemed like they were... This was just an introduction to these characters. This is what's going on with the characters. This is what they do. This is how they interact with each other. And there's something coming on the horizon. This was this number one was all set up as a number one should be. And I was intrigued by it. Like I, I think I might actually pick up the next one because I really want to know what's kinda happening with these characters. And I like a good heist movie. Like I liked Oceans a million, you know, because they had like a ton of them. <laughs> There was a ton of them. Well, this is this was jackpot for you, and unfortunately, this didn't come up a winner for me. No, it wasn't. No. No. Nope. It was. It was fine. The art was very sturdy. Yeah, I mean, it was very colorful. The art. The art was very uh, comic booky. It just left me. By the end, I was like, "Okay, I watched an episode. I don't need to watch the next one." Really? Yeah, it felt like a a bad TV show. Well, did you think that if they had more like? powers or if they had more no because i'm good we've read stuff when people don't have powers i just just the the, the setup was kind of the setup was lacking. very very lacking kind of you knew it was coming um the one thing i that did interest me was how she lived when the boat blew up or the area blew up yeah and i was like how did she survive yeah and even the guy was like i thought you were dead and she's like oh yeah well, that's the thing. I think there's something hidden about them because when she was trying to uh, open open the safe, this weird kind of I don't know. Um, you know how Psy- uh, Psylocke used to get those like butterflies, and mm-hmm. Jean Grey had the, the 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 pink the pink doo-doo on her forehead. That's sort of what it looked like. It was like this weird kind of what pink doo-doo on your forehead. No, you spit on me. Oh, sorry. This is what happens when you're looking at me when I talk. <laughs> um, but anyway, I. I probably will pick up the next one just to see what's well, going good. on. You can pick up the next one and tell me how the the stuff got in the safe because really that's about all I care about. Okay. Okay. The next one we're going to do is from Marvel Comics. It's Moon Knight, number one, written by Jeff Lemire, artist Greg Smallwood, color artist Jordi Belair, letter is VC's Corey Pettit, and the cover was by Greg Smallwood. I liked this book. I did not like this book. Wow. Why? Um, You explain why you liked it first, and I'll explain why I did not like it. So as someone coming in brand new, which I'm not, but someone coming in brand new to this book, it's easy accessible in the fact that it sets up what has happened in the prior volumes series of Moon Knight. He's had all these different aliases. He's a little crazy. Um, and he is the fist of Kanshu. He, it starts, he, just like the cover shows, he is in, uh, an insane asylum and he sees things differently than reality really is around him. And I think they did a really good job setting up in the beginning. It, it kind of nodded to, um, Alan Moore. Was it Alan Moore? Who wrote it? Was it Alan Moore? What? Wrote what? The Moon Knight that was so good. Uh, no, it was um, the other guy, Ellis Warren Ellis. Thank you. Uh, it alludes to some of Warren Ellis's stuff, and then it goes shows you his past, and then 
it leaves you wondering if it's real. Why are you making hanging? You did. You, why you didn't like this at all? No, I didn't. I am so tired of the crazy Mark Spector. It has been done to death. But I think that's going to be coming out of this. I think we're going to get a solid hero again. Because here's the thing. I mean, listen. This is what you always say. Here's the thing. This they could be putting this together so that the character is right for a TV series. Because you've mm-hmm. got to think about all the stuff that's been written about this character, and it's all been messed up. So what if Marvel's like, okay, we need to make it so people have a clear understanding of who this broken character is. Because a character can be broken, but like you said, this has been done so much. Let's get him right in the head so that we can translate that to TV. That's what I'm thinking. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been done to death, but I really enjoyed this book. No, I thought it was I, beautiful to look at. I'll, get you, I'll give you that. The art was intriguing, but the crazy Mark Spector, not sure what's really happening. I, uh, I was just tired of that. And then there's another Moon Knight running around. Is he the real Mark Spector? Is he not? I just, you know, is there a giant pyramid in New York? Maybe there's not. They're doping him up. I just, I just didn't, I just didn't care anymore. And I, and I was a huge Moon Knight fan. Trust me, like the the Mark Texera when he was drawing it and doing it. And then uh, there was another one that came. Like I was down for it. I was down for whatever with Moon Knight because he was Marvel's Batman, so to speak, and he was crazy. And I really liked how how he had that kind of triple personality duality thing working with him and and how he was like i like the um the reimage reimagining when him and uh when finch was doing it with i can't remember i think it was ellis um and i liked i I liked it and then it was just i just don't i just haven't liked these these later incarnations of him this have not resonated with me so my hope is that this first arc at least wraps it up so we can get going because i agree we need Let's do some new fresh stories, but let's wrap up. It's kind of what they're going to do with Wonder Woman in the new Rebirth DC. Well, they're going to make her crazy? No, they're going to okay. try to it, they're going to try to streamline her origin because it's been done so many different ways so that it's the way. Well, they are not trying I don't think they're doing this with this Mark Spector. I really don't think they're doing that with this one. No. No. I will be I will not be picking up the number 2. Oh. It's Sorry. too bad. So the next book. No, you should do this one. Cause I know you don't like this. <laughs> do it here. <laughs> so the next one is um, it is a boom, boom box. It's a boom box title, meaning it's it's from Boom Studios, but it's an all ages book, and it's Gold Advance number one of four. And I say Gold Advance because it sounds like this should be taking place in some southern, <laughs> yes. south of Florida, South Florida like resort or something. Uh, so it's Goldie Vance. It was written by Hope Larson, illustrated by Brittany Williams, colors by Sarah Stern, and letters by Jim Campbell, with cover by Brittany Williams. Uh, yeah, this is the story of Goldie Vance, who works at a hotel, a posh hotel, uh, in St. Pascal, Florida. And she is a car jack as well as a detective, it's a like, hotel detective. Oh, yes. So it's set in 1946, uh, 1964. 
Does it? It doesn't say when it's set. Somewhere it is. There's a there's a calendar on the wall that allows you to know. Does it? I didn't even notice it. Yeah. I this could have this, literally this could have taken place nowadays and it would have seemed uh, like it was fresh. She is a detective. She works for it's a hotel detective. She works for uh. Well, I don't even think works for. She helps out the guy who runs it and yeah. I will let you read this. <laughs> Why? You didn't like it? The it, it's it's the the case of the missing jewel, uh, jeweled necklace. It's a mystery. It was a mystery. It, it, it's in the lines of the uh, what is it? The peculiars, the Baker Street, the Baker peculiars. Street peculiars. It's in the line of that. It, it, it's in that vein, and I think it's really interesting that a lot but of this these time they have instead of the ragtag ragamuffins. This is actually. Girl. This, this little black girl that gets into everything. <laughs> that is, she was brought up in this hotel. Yep. Her dad is the manager. Yep. She's very smart. Knows everybody. Way, yeah, knows everybody. And it's a cute little mystery, you know. A little that, romance. And she's when she has to race a car. And it's just, this is an all-ages book. And I think it's kind of interesting that a lot of the all-ages books that we've been writing, reading right now are these sort of pseudo... Um, detective sort of they're all trying to be like nancy drew or sherlock holmes or something it's just this, it's interesting that that's i wonder why they feel they need to do that why the stories need to be these sort of kid friendly to get kids to use their imagination and learn some skills how to find out who stole a necklace yeah. and learn how to drive a very fancy posh car that you've stolen that you could have <laughs> lost from the owner from the of owner the hotel. Of the, of the hotel. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Just I rolled my eyes reading this a lot just because Come on, she's a she, she's a plucky little black girl who's so, like not going to take no for an answer and she's going to get to the bottom of everything because she's Goldie Vance. Vance. I almost felt like this was done <laughs> and so she, as she's doing it she dreams all this up. I just I felt so like think she's actually in a coma somewhere. <laughs> no, no, no. This is all a dream. <laughs> no, she's I mean bedridden in the, one of the hotel rooms. <laughs> I was trying to think. No, I meant it, it almost felt like one of those TV shows <laughs> where you know the main character like well, how it, this is how I would do it, and it, like the adventure in the car, uh, that's okay. I mean, it, come on, it's it. Yes, yeah, some of the things she does is very far fetched. I mean, how is she gonna win? You know, a, a street race to get the necklace back. It's like, come on, come on. I, mean, I don't want to go to jail. You <laughs> stole something. Go. What? Okay. It's it's a kids' book. It is. Although it's funny because like the Goldie Vance though, for some reason, I keep. Th- picturing roger from american dad in some weird getup. my name's gold if i it's, it's, it's this old this old retired white woman in like florida hello i'm gold like murder murder she wrote but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, totally like murder she wrote there was someone it was funny someone posted um on facebook that wouldn't it be hilarious they were tired of all these all these stories starting off about kids going on an adventure and he, and they said, would it be awesome if they did a story in which it was this elderly woman and she was on an adventure and it was her um, 
the her only companion was her uh was her orderly that, that all he cared about was getting her to take her pills on time and he had her he had like his, like his backpack was nothing but like pill, pill jars she's like miss smith miss smith you must take your such and such and she's like we must get to the castle well it was also i think gene posted it someone had said about how um what if it was an old lady on the quest with a cat and a cane See Emily can Emily can can uh, she can she can see that wouldn't that be awesome? We need more murder she wrote type characters and see that's what I think is happening. Why are all the all the YA? We need you know we need we need GA GA <laughs> we need GA stories. No more YA stories. Grandpa, <laughs> grandpa adults, grandma, or grandpa, SA, senior adults. We'll start the SA movement. There you go. I want to seriously like I remember when I was a kid sitting there watching Murder She Wrote, Touched by an Angel, all that stuff. Oh, Touched by an Angel. Della Reese solving crimes. That's right. Awesome. That's singing, singing as you go. Singing as you go. So real quick, I met. He's dead now, but John Die, the guy, <laughs> he's dead the, now. The guy that played the Angel of Death, he came into the store. I used to work at all the time when he lived around here, and he would come in. And he died soon after that. Michael Landis? No, the guy that was in Touched by an Angel. Oh, no, that was the other one. Michael Landis was, no, Michael, what was his name? Pa Kent, not Pa yeah. Kent. What's his name? Yeah, Pa Kent. <laughs> Little House on the Prairie. Yes. Him and the old white dude, the scruffle you probably yeah. got all nipply about. What no. was his name? I know some of you listeners know who, who <sighs> we're talking about. So if you can, if you know who we're talking about. You should about, text your husband, he'll know. He probably will. Um... Go on walk, the chat. Walk with an angel. No, walk. What the hell was that name? Touched by an angel. But no, what was the guy, the other guy's name? Led by an angel. Highway to heaven. Highway to <laughs> Oh, Lord. And this is the worst game of charades we've ever played in my life. I am so sorry for that. Next comic, please. Next comic. No? No next comic? We nope. have to do the next comic. No. Nope. Okay, we we'll do this instead. Yes. Thank you again for tuning in and checking out the Geek Chat. We're here live every Monday from 6 to 7 on MixLR. If you miss an episode or any of our other episodes, you can check out um, this season and any other season that we've done before on SoundCloud. Search the Geek Chat. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, Tumblr, and on Instagram. We are also on YouTube. But again, always search the Geek Chat. If you want to talk to Rich or myself, you can always uh, join the Facebook group, The Geek Chat. Always search the Geek Chat. Thank you, Emily. It was Michael Landon. Yeah, Michael Landon. Yay. But I'm serious. I think we should write a story about, like, it should be, I think we should do a story and it should be a cross between Sherlock, uh, uh, Miss Marple, the Golden Girls, and Star Wars. We're going to make that happen. I swear to God. All right. Look for the Kickstarter people. You're <laughs> going to have to support us here. We can do it. We got to find We got to find that niche. So the next comic we're going to read is a series of comics. Yes. And I was, I'll have to say, and I wish Frank was listening because, uh, because I think that I would really want to hear what he has to say about this. But I was really disappointed with some of these comics that we're going to so, read. So... It, they're the standoff uh, mm. comics, the Marvel standoff comics. So last week, three, uh, three of the titles came out, um, and we're gonna go through each one. Uh, some were definitely better than others, but overall, this for me, this crossover or this 
series was I don't know. It just it just kind of fell flat. Don't you think? So Kook and I were talking last night about standoff and about Marvel Comics and DC and all these companies. And you know why they're doing it. They need the money. They're doing it for money. But I really think the idea of this done tighter with six issues, a four to six issue miniseries, without all the stupid crossovers, without oh. all that. Yes. This actually, because the story needed to be told for one reason and one reason only, to get Captain America young again. Not only that, what implication, not implications, what what things happen out of this, we don't know yet because it's not over. But this did not need to be this many issues. All three issues we're talking about today were padding. It It is unnecessary for this to be this long. Just like um, we'll all agree that the uh, um, all-new X-Men and Guardians of the Galaxy crossover went way too long. Agreed. They need the to black learn. vortex. Yes. Yeah. Things that have nothing to do with the story, like this Illuminati one, is not needed. Customers do not need to read this. If you want a book, I think shoehorning in uh, an an issue of a comic that is canceled isn't going to help save it. Yeah, because it was already canceled. It was by the already time. canceled. Yeah. It was just, it didn't make no sense because like, so we'll talk about Illuminati first then because that's the one that I really thought just did not need to be here. No. You know, um, so the first book we talked about is Illuminati and it was, uh, issue six. Right up here. Case issue, number. Sorry, case number six. So it's so issue, issue six. six. Stand off Illuminati. The writer was Joshua Williamson. Artist was Mike Henderson. Color artist was John Rausch. And letterer was VC's Joe Caramanga. Uh, and the cover was Riley Rossimo. Really Love interesting. Yeah. Riley Rossimo. I like the I like the cover. So basically this whole story is just a, it's just about uh absorbing man and his love life with Tanya and the fact that he had while he was the ice cream man under um, the influence under the influence of the cosmic cube baby, he was an ice cream man and he was in love with Electra. The town, Who was the town officer? Yeah, the town sheriff. And but why was Electra? Uh, why was she uh, put under with the cosmic cube baby? See, it raises so many more questions than it answers. And then and then with this, and now and at the end, he's going to take revenge, and he's going to get everyone, everyone who was every villain who was a part of. Um, Pleasant Hill now is going to join the Illuminati, and I'm like, this is sad because the Illuminati is now over. The book is over. So One issue left. Yeah, it's like, so how is this going to work out? And is Electra going to be part of? Because here's what I thought. I thought maybe Electra was part of it because of what happened when she was part of um, Thunderbolts, and then maybe this is how her and uh, Bucky get together. And is she a part of the Thunderbolts? See, so that's it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It seems like they were trying to have this book be part of be part of the series, this crossover in order to prop up sales, but then they decided that never mind, we're just going to cancel it anyway. Because again, this you probably solicited the they solicited this long before it was canceled, so you know, we had no idea. I don't yeah, know. They I I understand trying to get new readers and showing them something new by using a crossover, but this 
I love this writer too. Don't get me wrong. I just think that I had no clue what was going on in the book before, and I kind of don't care after. Like nothing in this. This had really nothing to do with standoff as a whole. They used standoff as a prop for the book. And to get him upset with Titania because there's something going well, on. Well, Titania mad at him yeah. because he said the happiest he's ever been in his life was when he was with Elektra in this weird world. Alt reality. And yeah. she heard that and she got pissed. And it's like. But she really shouldn't get pissed because it's not him. It wasn't him. I mean, he can remember everything. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, this was a fail on all on on all levels for me. I just was like and I really w- wanted to support and like this book when it started and I yeah, I can't. It's just rough. Now, what was worse than this book for me? I don't know how you felt about it, but what was worse for me was Agents of Shield number 4, which is a retelling of what already <sighs> happened. Literally, the first part of it was literally just a it retelling was, of what happened was, in uh, New Avengers. It was the other side of what we have already read. So Mark Guggenheim was the writer. The artist is German Peralta. Peralta. Color artist was uh, Rochelle Rosenberg. Letter is VCs Joe Caramanga. The cover was uh, Mike Norton in FCO Placicia. I know I know on my la- oh, the last month when we were talking about this book and I th- and I said, "Oh, I really kind of like what was going on in this book and I might pick up the next one." No. Like after this after this issue, I'm kind of over it, really. Like I have no idea why this book is even being printed. I know that sounds kind of harsh, but I it's just It's true. Like and then having like Phil Phil being Wolverine at the end and like he, he should know that Wolverine is dead. Why would he be Wolverine? Yeah, why would he be Wolverine? Because that would cause people to think that why is he here? Why would he? It it, it if you're gonna be a spy, you, you're gonna try to blend in. Why would you be a dead character? I don't know. Just I don't know. And, and I don't know. I don't know. Um. So I think it's funny that they use Boomerang, Shocker, Ox, and Batrock. And the two that take them both down is Mockingbird and Agent Melinda May. And it's like, okay, Ox has gone up against Wolverine. Wolver-fucking-Rene. And gets taken down quick, very quick, by like a kick to the face. That they shot Boomerang through the hand. That Yeah, they yeah she shot Boomerang through the hand. Um, I was like, damn. <sighs> I don't know. It just seemed like half the book was a retelling of what happened and a retelling about what happened in New, Ac- New and then, Avengers. And, and nothing else part, happened after no, that. Well, the other part is well, uh, the other part. I'm assuming is what was going on, which which was set up in the in the book before, with Coulson trying to get the thing and being stolen and all that stuff. I and think. then who's Iron Thief? I don't know. I don't know. This this book it should again, have been Ghost or something. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Um. Again, the bad thing for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is this is their ongoing title and issues three and four were crossovers with other books, with an event. So any idea of a story you had going on is really badly just bumped over for this crossover. It did not work again. And I got really pissed like you did. I'm like, didn't we already read this? I What? Yeah. Dope. Did not work for me. Marvel's batting zero. 
Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was a pretty rough week because I was wanting to know what was going on with, um, like, I really was, like, I I sat and was like, I want to know what's going on with, with Yeah, because you were thinking, you were like, maybe I'll go back and get those first couple issues. And after this, do you care? No. No, I don't. So the third book we're going to be doing out of this standoff crossover, thank God we got one more, two more weeks to go with this. I thought it was over. Well, no, we've got this week's New Avengers and oh, something we have, else. Yeah, and then, and we then have, um, in two weeks is the the last issue. Well, hold on. We need to we need to look at our, our handy-dandy checklist. So we have New Avengers number 10. Then we have Captain America Sam Wilson number 8. Both of those are next week. And then we have Avengers standoff Assault on Pleasant Hill Omega. And that's in two weeks, I so, believe. So, yeah, three more issues, and then this is done. And you know what? It, I'll say it again. It did not need to be all these. It could have been a really nice, tight... Four to six issue miniseries, have it come out every other week, twice a week, or <laughs> twice a month, three months, boom, Captain America is back to being, you know. Or actually, you know what, I wouldn't even, I would think, even if it was just went through the four Avengers titles, it would have been fine. You know, Avengers, New Avengers, uh, sorry, if it, if it had just went through Uncanny Avengers, all new, all different Avengers. And, and new. And new, and then... Um, uh, Captain for, America for one month. Yeah, and, this and, then a, be those. and then a beginning and an end. Yeah, if it had just been that, because I mean, seriously, like you, you were, you were one hundred percent correct. It was just to make him young again. Yeah, there's nothing earth shattering. Again, I loved the last issue of Uncanny Avengers, which I feel is just this issue again. Nothing happened in this issue at all, except Deadpool got a little uh, a chance to be the hero. Yeah, because they're really he, pushing for him to be a hero. Yeah, because they told, because like, and I guess the baby can't stop a speedster, the because I guess she was getting ready to make them all go to sleep, and then Quicksilver put them all in different areas of the city, uh, and then he kept switching them around that way the the way the baby couldn't couldn't keep up with them. Why don't we? Why don't you tell who did what? Okay, because sorry. the problem <laughs> is the baby, much like this artist does, the baby grew up. So fast. Writer is Mark Wade. Artist is Adam Kubert. Color assists. Uh, sorry, color artist was Sonia Obak, uh, Edgar Delgado, and uh, Israel Silva. Letters by VCs Corey Pittet, and cover artist was Alex Ross. Now there's some artists that cannot draw children, and he's one of them because yeah. she grew up big time. Yeah, she looks like a young adult. Like seriously, like she looks like a young adult in this one. Uh, so yeah, all we got is is so we have the I guess the baby didn't know that people had broken the spell because and she was really focused on the Avengers because the 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 I guess the the villains you know they knew that they were being held captive and they got out. And they started to kill the Avengers. But that doesn't make sense as to what happened in the last Captain America. Wasn't she with him in the bowling alley? Yes. She's everywhere. But so she doesn't know people ha- are, have escaped her mind, her n- mind wipe. No. Uh, she does see. not she does not mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. And so she's really focused on them. And then she tries to make them go to sleep, but then they can't. And then the the evil guys attack them and start killing them 
uh, because they have they have not fully woken up. I assume they have not fully woken up. They have so their... in some books we go in and out and they can control it. Yeah. In other books they have no clue. Yes. And in other books they are half op- half awake, <sighs> half not awake because some because they look the, they look like they're 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 um they look like they're mind wiped versions. But they, but people who have normal abilities, like mutants, can still have their abilities. But people who were like augmented don't, which well, is weird, though. Because but which Thor is weird. still has her strength, just exactly. not her hammer. But that's weird. Like where would, it, and that was that's the thing I didn't understand. It's like she, when she woke up and allowed them to be who they were and unmind wiped them out of nowhere. Iron Man is in his armor. Was he always wearing his armor? Was he not always wearing his armor? Well, it's the same with Baron Zemo and all the Thunderbolts wearing their costumes. But that, are they intangible? I don't know. Yeah, just, everything. It's it a lot of questions. It's getting yes, like you like it. The story's not getting better. It's just presenting more aggravating questions. As, uh, as it's trying to resolve itself because it only has three issues left. And then you get the the other Maria Hills at least. That was annoying. Were, but at no, least they, I was so upset about that. But That's who they were. They, but at least they mentioned there were other Maria Hills, and it was caused. They did it to make sure the Avengers don't come. What made no sense was if you bring Captain Fucking America here, you really think there's not going to be Avengers coming? That was the thing. Yeah, and then and then they, but they said it. I told you she has been man- mind manipulated by the cute baby. So, so I was who's right. manipulating? That's what. That's what the last oh, issue is going to be. What is going to be? The it's big the doctor. The doctor is doing something, most likely with the baby. Is is what I believe. I think it's the doctor is the is the main villain about the whole thing. You talked to us last week, and we were all for this. We're like, yeah, it's getting you know, yeah, no, no. It's weird. It it's the these three issues were not good, at all. And then they and then what was weird was they like they. When they turned, when they turned off, when the uh, the Maria Hills ran up and they turned off who they were, they were pulling at their skin to show that like like they had masks on, but they weren't masks. I don't know. And it was like mind wipe and bloodlust. People I have never even heard of. <laughs> I don't know. It was just so. It was just a really weird. I don't know. Standoff was a, was a real miss for me. I felt really bad about that. Because like I really wanted to see what was going on, but I do feel vindicated though because of um because it was it was uh Maria Hill was actually being being manipulated right. by the by the cosmic Q baby, so I was very happy about that. Neener neener, yeah yeah yeah. So what's next? Next is a Marvel book that was a thousand years in the making. This book was supposed to be out the week of Star Wars back in December. And the reason it was given is Lucasfilms had to sign off on it. After reading this book, what the hell? There was why did they have to wait so long to sign off? <laughs> Nothing happened in the whole fucking book. Something happened. It was stupid. I liked it. I mean, yeah, it, it didn't need to be. It didn't. It didn't. I'm glad it's only one issue though. And we are talking about Star Wars, the C3PO book, written by your friend and mine. James Robinson, illustrated by Tony Harris. Um, letters by VCs Joe Carmagana. Um, cover artist was Tony Harris. And yeah, it was, I kind of liked it. I mean, it wasn't like, I mean, it didn't really 
make anything. And literally all it was was how C three PO got his red it his was, red arm. It was ten pages too long. I liked it. You got to it was it was like a journey. You know you know, you know what it reminded me of? You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of What like, did it remind you of? The fox and the hound. You know, when they had I to, love that cartoon. This they was had, nothing like it. When they had it. to go or the brave little toaster. I mean it was it was literally was a it was a travel comic. I mean C three PO and a whole bunch of other droids crash land on Jakku and or a planet they're trying to get Jakku or somewhere, I don't know. And they, they and they have a droid a droid that, that is like C three PO, but his dro- his programming is for the, the, the new order or the evil people. And he has plans that they need. And so they have to get to this, they're on a hostile planet and they have to traverse the the terrain to get to where uh to get to some place in order to signal the rebellion that way they can come and pick them up and each one of them gets picked off but as they're doing this they're talking they about, bond yeah they bond they're, th- they're thinking about it's like stand by me but for droids but they, they were talking about this existential crisis about like i am we we are literally the same but i am programmed to I am programmed one way and you are programmed differently, but, but we have been mind wiped before and, you know, we still think certain ways. And as, and as protocol droids, we have to emote and think more than just like, because they had a, they had a protocol droid, they had a battle droid, they had a med droid, they had a construction droid, all these different types, more droids than I ever thought existed, honestly. And, and they all have to do their part in order to get, to get C-3PO home. And the main thing, I'm just going to spoil it. The main reason why C-3PO has the red arm is because he they, in love. they were attacked and he lost his arm. And and the evil, quote unquote, evil droid, you know, because of everything, because of everything that he saw <laughs> the droids do in order to, to, for their mission, he chose friendship over his own program. <sighs> And he, you know, sacrificed himself and gave C-3PO his arm. And that's why he has the red arm. Stand by me. I can't sing anymore. I sing, but I won't put it on. So, so honestly, what did you think about it? So, the next book. No, seriously, gonna, seriously. Seriously, I thought it was way too long. I thought, don't understand why this came out four months later. Yeah, that was weird. No reason. They didn't give anything away. Nothing in it was spoilerific for anything that has to do with the movie. Nothing. And it could have been told in the regular Star Wars book in the annual as like a backup 10 pages. I think uh, I, I, I like the writer. You know I do. I have a lot of respect for him. I don't see why this was a $5 book and it was so many pages. It was unnecessary. I did like seeing them together again, though. Um, Tony. Harris yes, and the old Starman crew. Yeah. So, so really quick before we review our last book, which is um, a, a local guy that we know, I want to say that out of all the books I read this past week, there was one book that just was the best, and it was this week's No Mercy. Um, no Mercy. No Mercy number nine. Uh, from Image Comics. I know we were giving shout outs to what we liked. We are because this book I Ew. think I think everyone should read it. It is a one off book. Uh it's aside from the story. It is about Yeah. It is about um this transgender um girl who I'm sorry, transgender boy 
who the family sends to a camp to try to make her be her. And it is, it's tough to read, but it is so, so good. It is about his time at this camp and in it is a partial list of death at teen residential treatment centers. It's a page, about a page and a half of names. Uh, most common cause of death is restraint followed by suicide and forced exercise. Um, and the last two pages is the parents sitting with the counselor talking about, you know, Chrissy, the girl who has everything. Um, and it, talks about there's no such thing as homosexuality it's just a rebellion a choice they make to set you off a habit becomes a lifestyle and the mother decides to send her there because it has a beach and because it looks fun it was a heartbreaking issue to read um i just i can't say enough about this book it was so good and it was sad because this is what's happening to the youth of our this is what's happening to our youth our babies are dying because they want to be themselves. That's all. I just wanted to say something. We talked about a lot of books today, and you asked me earlier what book I really liked, and it was this one. All righty. So the next book we're going to review is by a local, um, a local comic book creator, you know, and geek chat listener and supporter. Yep. So we're very excited to be able to review this book. Major Homes and Captain Watson, number one, written by Jeff Ryder, with Woo-hoo. art by Carlos... Caballario, colors by Anthony Lee, and letters by Rachel Deering, cover art by Michael Dorman. So it is a reimagining of uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yep, but he's gay. Yeah, he is a sodomite, as he says it. You open it up, and it's him in bed with a guy, and you're like, oh, hello. Yeah, it's not, and that's the thing, it's not vulgar. It wasn't sexual. No, it was just there. It's kind of like he was just asleep, and then he gets awoken because he's in the military. This version of of Sherlock Holmes is in the military. Don't ask, don't tell. Yep. (laughs) And uh, he has a famous, or not a famous, but a very powerful uh, uncle Mm -hmm. who is- uh, The major. Who's the major, who has him on these various assignments. And this- um, Sherlock Holmes is very well skilled in the martial arts. By martial, I mean like he's a he's a military mind. Like he's a sharpshooter. He's shame. He he trained uh, with weapons. Um, so it's very very smart, very quick, very agile. And Watson is Imogene Watson. Yeah. And uh, it's a female from Ameri- from America. She is a doctor with the Red Cross, and they have been paired. Which I think is a very interesting reason. <laughs> he did a, yeah, he did a yeah, great job. Yeah, I was not that. expecting that. They're, the reason why they're paired together is because the uncle, who is his major, does not want it to get out that Sherlock Holmes is a poof. So she <laughs> is basically his beard, which I thought was great. Yeah, do you, do you think that she knows that he's gay? Yeah. You think so? I, I wasn't sure. I was like, does she know? I love when the uncle's like, I will see you protected. And uh, yeah, the he's him. like protected. I became a spy in a soldier request. Now I need I need protecting. And he's like, you know what I mean? And like he says, you know, because I'm a sodomite, best to have a girl around so no one finds out. Yeah. Yeah, because you're kicking all sorts of ass and you're in the public view. And for the time it is, you know. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. It is a mystery. Uh, not much of a mystery, though, because it kind of works itself out in the in the issue, which I thought was interesting because it leads to more yeah. of a mystery. See, that's the thing. It's like it's like it was a mystery that kind of grew into a bigger mystery, and I liked that. You know, I like that Jeff is is really um, 
increasing the stakes yeah, for, for this character. You got you got what happened, but now you see it's something bigger because Correct. he the guy, the perpetrator of this, um lied to followers. I don't want to give it all away. Uh what's funny is it's I mean no disrespect, but as he was as Holmes was telling what had happened and he was deducing and all this, I heard um from Clue, I would hear uh, what's his name? Tim Curry. Tim Curry. And remember at the end how Tim Curry would tell how they did it in each mm-hmm. of the three endings? Mm-hmm. That's what I read. I, I heard his voice <laughs> as he was, and this is how they did it, which I thought was really cool because he writes a very smart, smart Holmes in figuring this all out. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so th- uh, the artwork, though, the, the artwork was uh, was very interesting too. It's very clean, a very clean style. A lot of backgrounds. Uh, the colors are very sharp. Uh, there were some some scenes in it, in it where where um, the action was a little seemed to get a little bit elongated, a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, when she jumped over that barrel, she got some long yeah. ass legs. So there was a lot of so there was there were some some uh, some panel panel layouts that that were that were kind of interesting um, that made me make a second look. Um, but I loved that when when they're looking out, you knew who it was. But that's what I loved about it is it has this very classic style. Uh-huh. Like it looks like a book that could have been made. The the style looks like a book that it could have been made in in like you know the forties or the fifties. It's very European style um very thin in some instances it kind of reminded me of a very um a, a tighter version of jay lee actually yeah without a lot of the you know he gets a lot gets crazy with the um with the shadows and whatnot yeah yeah i i thought it was a great issue fantastic i cannot wait for for number two and it's only 2.99 at whatever comics and you can get them signed they're signed and as always, a special thank you to our sponsors, because without them, we really wouldn't have a show. So I want to give a special thanks to Club Card Printing. They're the ones that help us do all of the fantastical prints that you see in our palm cards. And if we ever do posters, we're going to get them done there. So if you're in the San Francisco area or if you have a computer, check out clubcardprinting.com. We also want to thank Gene Gill Met. He does all the amazing artwork for the show. You can check him out at rltpress.com. Yes, Gene, I, I, and I don't take it personally that Rich is always trying to kill me. So, <laughs> Also want to give a special thanks to Terry Miller. She is the mistress of the mix board and makes all those lovely sounds that you hear uh, during the Geek Chat. Also want to give a special thanks to our major sponsor, Whatever Comics, located at 548 Castro Street in San Francisco, located between 18th and 19th. Check us out online at whateverstoreonline.com and on Facebook under Whatever Store. So, yeah, Rich, anything else you got for us? I'm just, you know, it's really cool that we're reviewing, we review so many big-named you know, Marvel, DC, IDW. I think it's really cool that that one of our fellow geek creators has a book on the shelves. And I think everyone should come in and support the local people because they really are the future coming up. Mm -hmm. And if you have an idea, don't be scared to go out and do it. That's right. You know, Jeff had, I mean, in the back, Jeff writes a really fantastic story about how he's been, had the story since he was nine years old. I know you're never too old. You're never too young. If you have a story, get out there and tell it. Mm-hmm. There are people who, who will support you, and there are people who will listen to you. Yep. Uh, that's 
So uh, for the Geek Chat, I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Geek Shack. Geek Shack. Geek Shack. Geek Shack. Geek Shack.